1: Welcome to the No Guilt Mom podcast. I am your host, Joanne Croned, joined here by my here again co-host, Bree Tucker. Why, hello, hello, everybody, how are you? Bree took a vacation <laughs> and I am very, very happy to have her back. Oh, very I'm very happy.
0: Oh, I missed you. It's so weird when you're like working with somebody yeah. every day and then you're gone for like a week. It's, it's almost like I was keeping myself from texting you. You'd be like, what's going on? Yeah. Da, 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 da. <laughs>
1: well, I had to keep myself from texting you because I'm like, oh, she's on vacation. I don't want to like stress her out or think about work. But then you found out I was checking stuff anyway. Yeah. Because like like, you
0: can't, it's hard to stop those habits. And honestly, like it was, it it was kind of finding the normalcy while on vacation when everybody else was off doing their things. Because I have, you know, I have two teenagers. So they did not want to spend twenty four seven with mom. Mm. It just, it didn't work out that way. So yeah. yeah.
1: Like finding your own thing on vacation is hard. I mean, like I'm now going on vacation for a week and it's going to be hard for me because I have not been not in charge of this business for seven years. Seven years I haven't been able to take a vacation or take a break.
0: Honestly, I'm debating on changing the password. No, <laughs> don't
1: do that. I still I still need my fix sometimes, but I'm going to try try the hardest I can. But True. I mean, I think a lot of people feel that way, especially if they're passionate about their work or they like start their work and their work is their baby. Like I feel like no Real mom's kind of my baby. That it's hard to to step back. And you sometimes feel guilty that you want to work. I can see that. It's that whole
0: double-edged sword of the whole, you know, do I do career? Do I do family? And it's balance is balance. Balance means that it's what fits for you and your family. It doesn't mean it fits for everybody else. Mm-hmm. So like, while I love those concepts of taking time and unplugging. I don't think everybody needs to follow that exact criteria if that isn't what works for your family. And with that being said, like I can think back to when my kids were younger, when they were, you know, before school age. So we're talking like preschool, toddler, or even early elementary. I unplugged every weekend. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't go back to work. I didn't do anything because that was my family time. Now my kids, there's a mix of wanting to spend time with me and a mix of them wanting to have their own time and their own freedom. And and this is what I choose to do with my spare time. And that is fine as long as I am feeling happy and I'm not feeling obligated.
1: Yeah, I think that's really the key, the stress issue, like letting go of like what stresses you out about it, but like keeping the stuff that fulfills you. Like I'm really fulfilled with all the creating of ideas. And like, you know, like <laughs> when I go away and I'm like away from computer and away from email, I'm like, OK, now we're going to do this and this and this. And this. I know she comes back with a list every time, like, man. It's the creative process.
0: It's a good thing because that's not my forte. My forte is give me a list of things to do so I can check, check, check. That's and why I'm we happy. work well
1: together. <laughs> and I'm I... very
0: happy. I'm already making my checklist for next week and I'm feeling so giddy about it. Okay. Like looking
1: at it going like, oh, I can check this off. Oh, I can check that off. That's, <laughs> that's kind of what I need because I look at checklists and I'm like, you can't tell me what to do checklist. <laughs> <laughs> It's all about the balance. It's hard. It's hard. Well, we are talking about balance kind of today, but it's really balance in the home and balance on how to handle discipline because this is something that causes parents a lot of stress, wondering like, oh my gosh, how do I handle this certain thing that's happening in my home? And there are so many different strategies and like parenting advice out there that It's confusing. Right. And I mean, when we're talking about discipline, like there's so many different factors of this. Is
0: it, I mean, this applies to when your kids are fighting. Mm -hmm. This applies to when somebody broke a house Mm rule. This applies to uh, maybe also like someone coming home with a bad grade. Like there's so many different things that fall into this pot. And we've been able to break it down to about like three different kind of subsections. And what I want you to do is hear all three of them. See which one you feel like you fall into. And then challenge you to think about which one do you want to be?
1: Yes, yes. And we'll tell you like which one has been shown to have the best outcome. It's actually two of them and one that's been shown to cause a lot more fights in your home. So get ready for that. We hope you enjoy this episode. This episode is brought to you by our Happy Parent Checklist. If you feel like you are doing everything at home, And you're overwhelmed and you want your family to help out more go and grab this checklist we put out a five-step plan for you to delegate more to your family and you can get it at www.noguiltmom.com backslash h p c for happy parent checklist and now on with the show you want mom life to be easier Okay, so there are three plans always. Like whenever I look at a discipline situation in my house, I always go back to these three plans. And I didn't make up these three plans. I feel like we name them. We, we put them with some popular music so that they're more easier to, to remember. Yes, yes. Because yes. coming
0: back to like our times of, of parenting education, like there's a, there's a very traditional quadrant graphic that, that we use a lot that talks about like the four different quadrants of parenting. But really when you bring them in there, they kind of fall into these three categories a they, little bit easier.
1: They do, and these three categories you can kind of use when you see fit, but I think the best thing to do is to start breaking them down for you right now. Because every every single situation you come across, whether your kids left toys out in the living room, whether they are not going to bed on time, whether they have gone into the bathroom, taken the caps off all the toothpaste tubes and sprayed it all around the room. Ooh, that's painful. That is <laughs> painful. Shout out to <laughs> Tiffany and our balanced coaching membership who has experienced that pain <laughs>
0: but, mine but, wasn't mine wasn't i think that reminds me of the time that robert found a whole bottle of sunblock in his room during nap time yeah. and it was sunblock everywhere oh my gosh and then he ate some of it oh. yeah that was interesting Poos for a while oh. yeah. my
1: daughter had a similar thing but it was with chapstick and she came to us and she's like painted my door and we go and we look at this white door covered with like this red like translucent oh, like material no. we're like what is that she's like it's chopstick we're like oh <laughs> thank you so but she much. was so little and she was so proud of it like how do you burst that bubble you can't like, oh oh mine wasn't
0: proud mine was like yeah there's what what, what? I don't see the problem here <laughs> yeah <laughs> he, he didn't create anything he just was like I don't see the problem here so, no, anyway, it was just the ah, back to the days of younger parenting.
1: But yeah, but usually when your kids surprise you like that, or maybe they're a little, little naughty, a lot of people's first reactions is, oh my gosh, what did you do? I can't believe this. And that may not be the best way to go. No, no. And we're not saying that, that
0: having a reaction is wrong by any means. No, you will I can have tell reactions. You. Yeah, that was that was me plenty of times. Mm-hmm. But what we're just saying is that rolling with that state of emotions probably isn't the best. And if you're not sure why I'm saying that, think about a time that your kid has been really upset that you said no to something mm-hmm. and they rolled with that emotion. So like the whole, hey, mom, mom, I want that cookie. Yeah. And you say no. I love you and no. (gasps) No! I wouldn't go again! Uh, Do you want them rolling with that? Like all day long or continuing
1: on? No. No.
0: No. You're not going to have a positive feedback from
1: no that. because a lot of times emotions like we have emotions as parents we are not robots we're not robot parents I yeah. wish like I wish we could just program something in all of our brains to make us like logically think through every single situation but you know what we are not strictly logical creatures no no <laughs> we're with emotions so when you see something that is going on in your home know that you're gonna have those emotions that's okay I have them I feel like I have a lot of practice from teaching being able to be like oh Okay, and I, and I take a deep breath before I react to something as like big and bold, unless it's something where my kids are actually endangering themselves. And then I'm like, what are you doing?
0: But- I, you know what? I think that is true. I think that when it comes to being able to have a tapered response, having a career or a hobby or something where you have to practice that self-control mm-hmm. and that breathe and then move forward, Really does help you in parenting. It really does. really does. It does.
1: It does help you in parenting. So these are three things that you can think of any time a situation comes up. And the first one, I want it that way, and you can think of it by this song. Let Brie and I demonstrate. I want it that way. Tell me why ain't nothing but a heartache. Tell me why ain't nothing. I don't know the next line. And if you're still with us. <laughs> Brie and Joanne coming to an arena near you. Hey, Backstreet Boys, if you want us to tour, like, yeah, yeah, we're, we're totally happy to available. be back up.
0: <laughs> Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Hey, guys, Brie here. And let me tell you, April is a killer time of the year for me because it is crazy allergy season. I swear, everything that is in bloom looks fantastic and beautiful, but it makes it so I can't breathe. I am literally coughing, sneezing rubbing my nose. I look like Rudolph half of the spring. It's terrible. But luckily for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies like I do, we live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients and just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms
1: in your podcast app that's understood explains or just click on the link in our show notes but i want it that way goes back to the typical parenting scenario where there is a problem say your kid is not doing their homework and you as the adult then think of the solution and impose it on the child so it's like oh say like little timmy i always think of timmy when i'm thinking there's no one i know who's named timmy I don't, but the only timmy i could think of is from south park timmy fell down the well
0: Oh, my gosh. Yes, from Lassie. Lassie. Oh, my gosh. old school.
1: Anyways, little Timmy not doing his homework. And so the adult comes in and be like, Timmy, you're going to come every day after school, sit down at the kitchen table and do your homework. And what's Timmy's response? No. No. You're always telling me what to do. Yeah, because the adult used... Like her, it's a little bit evil there. (laughs) (laughs) Timmy comes back from the... (laughs) You're always telling me what to do. At the cemetery. (laughs) (laughs) cemetery. Timmy rising from the dead. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're back. (laughs) (laughs) But the adult right there used the I want it that way scenario. And that's something that I think a lot of us who were raised in the 80s, we experienced this from our parents.
0: And I think an interesting part about this too is that Yes, like not only is this pretty much how we were raised, like, you know, my house, my rules, my way or the highway. And and I'm not saying that our parents were not well-meaning, they were. Mm-hmm. And many of us that are still practicing this might not even realize we're doing it because mm-hmm. we think when we tell our children, you know, I want it this way, we're going to do it my way. We're thinking, well, I know best. Yeah mother knows best, father knows best. So I'm going to tell you, this is how we're going to do it, because mm-hmm. this is what's going to work best. And if that's what your thought process, while it's coming from a place where you're trying to help your child, imposing your will and telling your child, you know better than them, which, it uh, and that is a slippery slippery slope. I get that people. But you're essentially telling your child that like they don't,
1: they're, they're, their opinion means Yeah, it doesn't account for kids' feelings or their preferences. And so this is the one that comes with a lot of pushback from your kids. This is where you will find instances of backtalk or disrespect is because kids don't feel like they're being listened to. They don't feel like they're being heard. And so they are automatically pushing back against whatever you want them to do, even though, and we're going to talk about this, and how you can get this to happen, even though they might agree to something very similar to what you want them to do, this method is making them fight you. Like hardcore. Exactly.
0: And you've actually got a great example of this too that happens to so many of us.
1: Oh yeah. So say like you are watching your favorite TV show and the suspense has been building and it's just about to get to the really good part. Like you're gonna, you're coming to the climax and you're like, everything's gonna be revealed when all of a sudden you're told to turn off the TV now and go to bed. Like, how would you feel, Brie? Oh, heck no. No. No, leave me alone. I've got five. Shut
0: up. I can't hear what they're saying. Like, all those things would be going through my head. And that's as an adult. Yeah. And I- <laughs> that's what—that's somebody that does have a fully developed brain and emotional regulation.
1: Yeah, and kids, their emotional regulation is not fully developed yet. So that's that may be an all-out meltdown, or it's definitely going to be a fight with a lot of whining and explaining and pushback. That example
0: right there, that emotional investment in that scenario doesn't necessarily have to be TV. No. That would also apply to video games. That would apply to reading a really good book. Mm-hmm. That would apply to playing a game with your sibling, uh, yeah. building Legos by by yourself, like whatever. It's something that you're really emotionally invested in. You are 100% rolling with it. You are good to go on this roll. And then all of a sudden somebody walks in and just says, stop right now or else.
1: Yeah. It's p- imposing your will. It's I want it that way. So you may be asking though right now, so... If this is not the most optimal way to get like bedtime to happen, what do you do? Well, you could use the second one, which is come together. Okay, ready? Yeah. Come Come together together
0: right right now over me.
1: I like the Aerosmith version. I am yeah. a Beatles girl too, but the just, Aerosmith,
0: Aerosmith uh-huh. was the one I heard
1: first. Well, this the Come Together strategy is the problem-solving method that we teach in Calm and Happy Parenting, which is if you have not checked out this No Guilt Mom Parenting course, you should, you should go check out. Well, We'll put a link in the show notes. But Come Together is all about figuring out your kids' feelings about the situation, Letting them know your feelings about the situation and what you would like to see happen and then coming to a mutually agreeable solution. Now, one of the huge pushbacks I know from many parents who are used to using I want it that way is that they think they hear this solution and they're like, oh, my gosh, my kid is going to walk all over me and I'm not going to have any control in my house. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's not true because mutually agreeable means that you both agree to the way forward. Because if we're used to operating and I want it that way, it's gonna feel really weird asking our kids how they feel about a situation.
0: Well, and the other thing you have to remember is that the come together method, that does take planning. So what I mean by that is that you cannot enact it in the moment and start it right there. So again, if it's bedtime. And your kid is watching TV, you can't, or, or doing whatever that activity is, you can't walk up to them right then and be like, hey, isn't bedtime 8 30? No, you need to have a discussion about this before you get to that point. And the big thing is that you have the discussion when nobody is upset.
1: Oh, yeah. So if bedtime is a recurring problem, having this bedtime discussion, like in the car or maybe before school, and you could start it out with like, hey, I noticed that bedtime is. Been going past 8.30 lately. What's going on? And you'll be surprised what your kids say. Now, they might come out and be like, oh, yeah, I don't want to go to bedtime at 8.30. Yeah. Or Or they might get to the whole, I hate this one. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going wrong. And no to expect that. That's a pretty typical kid response. Yeah. Just because I hate it doesn't mean it's not normal. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. just drives brie nuts. It is a normal kid <laughs> response. So if you do get that response, the I don't know, you could then break it into smaller parts So be like, what? Don't you know about the 8.30 bedtime? Is it that you don't know that 8.30 is your bedtime? Is it that like you want to stay up later than 8.30? Is it you have like, what is it? Just break it down from there. And this is a process that we teach in Calm and Happy Parenting, the five questioning strategies of how to to drill down and really find out your kids' reasonings for their behavior. Right.
0: And sometimes it's as simple as, and I had this actually happen in my house mm-hmm. recently. Well, recently meaning in the last two years. So like we moved into this new house. I wanted it decorated a certain way. It looks so gorgeous. It's very non-cluttered in my opinion. And my, We were having a really hard time with my kids going to bed mm-hmm. once we moved in. And I'm just like, why are we having such a hard time with bedtime? Drilling down, guess what I found out? Hmm. We didn't have a clock. Oh. In the living room. They didn't know. No, exactly. So like none of us knew. And what happened was every night it would be like me pulling out my phone going, oh crap, guys, bedtime's in five minutes. <laughs>
1: and then they would be all grumpy. And I'm like, what's your problem? So they didn't even know it was coming up. And right. It was on so, them. Then,
0: so then I got a clock. Yeah. But It was one of those pretty kind of Roman clocks. So it had like the the time and like Roman numbers instead of regular numbers. And my kids were like, I don't remember what (laughs) IV (laughs)
2: means.
0: I'm just saying that sometimes it's a simple solution once you can get to that point. But what I kept hearing was, I don't know. And we were all just mad. But once we drilled down, it was like, oh,
1: there's no clock. Here's a clock. Oh, you can't read that clock. Let's get a clock you can read. Yeah, you find out so, so much. Like what you think is the problem usually isn't the problem. Like I felt like I came oh, like kind of a similar, well... A situation where my kids were leaving out like pizza boxes after having friends come over and like they were just left out on the counter and I'd come down and, you know, got like my first instinct was like, oh, my gosh, my kids don't respect me. They just leave their trash out for me to put away. Like that was the first thought that went through my head. Well, And I think almost all of us as parents would have that thought process. Yeah. And we'd be like lazy
0: kids don't even respect me or my time. Yeah. Or
1: our house. What is wrong with that? Yeah, and when we have those assumptions, of course we get mad, of course. And what happens when you make an assumption?
2: Bree's Uh favorite thing. Bree's favorite thing. It makes
0: an ASS out of you and me.
2: (laughs) Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above,
1: So instead of making that assumption, I just went to my daughter and I'm like, hey, I noticed the pizza boxes are out on the counter. What's what's up? And through drilling down and asking, like getting deeper and deeper, I found out that because she thought since I was the adult and there were multiple kids over that it was my job to clean up.
0: Now, you know what? I also have to say that in this conversation when when you've told me about it. I am legit impressed with your amount of composure. Because hearing that, my answer would have been like, say what?
1: (laughs) And, you know, it takes a lot of like... I have to tell myself stuff in my brain when like I'm hearing these responses from my kids, because first I know that they're just like she was telling me the truth. She wasn't doing it to be snotty. She was telling me what she how she thought it worked and what her view of things were. And so I had to picture her and she's 12. I had to picture her as like a little toddler telling me this. And would I get mad at a little toddler? No, no, I wouldn't.
0: And you know what else? though too, like if again, with that whole like in your heart, you want to say, say what? Yeah. But, you know, you come back with that response and your kid's like, well, I'm not going to tell you the truth next time.
1: Yeah. So when she told me that, well, then that was a really easy situation to fix. Right. Because all I said, I'm like it's actually not my job. I want you in the future to pick up after your guests and pick like, if you guys eat together, I want you to be in charge of cleanup. And at first she's like, oh, I didn't know. <laughs> and you're like, okay. Like, okay. Okay. Well now like I've said it and this is what I expect. And uh, that's how we ended it. And she's yeah. cleaned up pretty much after that. And if she hasn't cleaned up, she's like, oh yeah, I'm sorry. I forgot. And I'm like, okay, we'll just go do it. And she does. So even if you were to continue that
0: conversation where she was to come back and say she didn't feel like that was a fair expectation, Mm -hmm. it was still a conversation that Mm -hmm. you were able to answer her questions and move forward. Yes. If you get mad, and and I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with getting mad. Like we already said at the beginning of this episode, we are human. We're human. You know, do you prick me? Do I not bleed? I mean, yes, we are human. We have these reactions. We cannot not have them. But what we can do as adults is self-regulate
1: yes and that's very hard sometimes breathe
0: i really liked that idea though what you just said about like visualizing your child as a toddler no i would have infinitely more patience i heard
1: i heard that suggestion from someone who is raising teens like when my kids were like six and seven that they're like they're just overgrown toddlers and really they are they are
0: they're toddlers with better vocabulary that's really
1: (laughs) it's so frustrating any teens right now but seriously guys I mean, that's kind of the state of the brain development right now in teenagers that I can't take anything to heart what my daughter tells me. Like when she when she gives me offhand comments or when she's like really upset, the things that stir me inside that I really want to react to. I'm like okay, I cannot take this to heart right now. I need to just let it sit and then we'll come back to this later. Just find your texting friend.
3: Oh my we gosh. We text each
1: other back and forth when our kids do like, stuff. You
0: like, you never believe this. You won't believe what he said. And I just, and I just send
3: back a, yup.
0: yep, mm-hmm. 100%, yep. I feel you.
1: Yes, but it's, Parenting's hard. I go back it to this.
0: We need a I, sticker like that. Parenting's hard. Parenting is hard, <laughs> <laughs> and teens are toddlers with better vocabulary. like, don't say that to your teen. Don't get say that. Upset.
1: Don't say that. Yeah. But,
0: but that's a really, really excellent point, and I, I feel like that is a really great technique. I'm going to try to use yeah, now. Yeah, they're toddlers. Just
1: picture, picture your daughter.
0: Yeah, little little yes. chubby cheeks i little, like, will oh my gosh the cute little faces yes. and the little tiny pigtails that barely come out of the like, yep. rubber
1: bands because mm-hmm. they don't have much hair yeah they're toddlers and you just breathe you're like yes. okay yeah so that's come together so we talked about i want it that way and come together but you have you have one more option that i think many parents are afraid to embrace and that is let, let it, it go, go. Let, let it, it go. go let it go And yes, we can't be a Dana. Yeah, Yeah. we're not going (laughs) to go on that one, sorry. (laughs) But you can let it go. And this is the scariest, like, I get it. There's a lot of fear in letting things go. But oh my gosh, the fewer fights it creates makes it worth it. And if you get in a fight, like, with your kids, anytime you get in a fight with your kids, you already lost. Like, it's done. Right. If you're arguing back and forth, it's done. They won, you lost. It's the hardest thing to, like really accept when we fight with our kids but our the way that we can teach is by refusing to fight in the first place and that's a technique that i use like if my daughter comes at me like guns flaring i know emotions are too high and i'm like we can't talk about this right now oh you've got a good thing you go okay okay i I did the okay and they know the okay means i am pissed at them (laughs) We all have our thing. Brie does this thing where her lips disappear. I caught that for
0: my mom. So mm-hmm. thanks, mom. It Please was a good technique. <laughs> Everyone in our family knows that when the lips disappear,
1: mm-hmm. you just stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> and anytime they say something that upsets me, I'm like, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then everything goes quiet. And they're like, mom. I'm like, can't talk right now? Need to Need to wait a little bit. But that's okay. Because you yeah. know what? That
0: is a great life skill. How mm-hmm. many of us have had other adults in our lives that – You wish they had that, okay, I can't talk right now. Oh, yeah. Instead, they just kind of say things that they can't take back that are harsh, that are sometimes completely untrue. Mm -hmm. But once it's out there, it's out there. Yeah. And, And that's the big thing about words. Like once they're out there, you can't bring them back. So that also leads into that whole letting it go. Because once you're in that argument with your kids... Chances are good that either your child or you are going to end up saying something that later you're going to have to be like, I'm really sorry I said that. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that that's not a good thing. I mean, it's always good to apologize and to be able to say that
1: you're sorry for things that have happened. But that's always an option. Like we all lose our cool. And all you need to do is just repair the relationship after you lost your cool. That's it.
0: And I guess that's my point. When you continuously are getting in arguments and continuously having the same fight over and over and over again, saying I'm sorry is like, I kind of look at it as like a wave crashing on a rock. It cuts away at that rock. And the rock is like your relationship with your kid. And the more you continue to have this fight, you can say you're sorry and stop the water crashing against it for a little while, but it's going to come back again. It's going to keep chipping away. And eventually it's going to be hard to have anything left.
1: Yeah. So whenever I try to make the decision between am I letting this go or am I going into problem-solving mode, I always think about, okay, are natural consequences going to solve this for my kid? And does this affect the rest of the family or does this only affect them? So an example is cleaning their rooms and getting them to clean their rooms.
0: Yes. That's a huge one for both of us that we have both yes moved over to this method. And I got to tell you, it's freeing.
1: And that's the let it go. Because when I let go, police, especially my son lately cleaning his room what happened well natural consequences took over and he had a really hard time finding clothes and things when he was getting ready in the morning and he'd come to me and he's like I can't find this and I'd look at him be like oh oh I'm sorry it must is it in your room he's like I can't find it in my room I'm like oh and he knew he knew what he needed to do because we had talked about it in, it wasn't really a nagging way though. We talked about it. I just said, you know what? I don't like organizing either. I don't like cleaning either. But I find that like when I can't find stuff, that's usually the th- problem. The problem. I need to clean or organize and letting that go preserve the relationship that we had. Yeah. And then one day he was just like, I want to clean my room and it's been pretty clean. Yeah, I mean, like
0: that day and no one's saying that you can't set some rules like in my household. It's very similar to that. Like Mm -hmm. I have two teens. I believe very strongly in your space is your space. You get to kind of have it the way you want it to be within reason people. Mm -hmm. Okay, so in my household, the rule is I have to be able to have a clear path from your door to your bed either for emergencies like there's a fire and you got to get out of the room yeah or so that I can come in because my kids still like me to come in and tell them good night so mm-hmm. I have to be able to do that without tripping falling and breaking my neck yeah. other than that your room is up to you now does it drive me bonkers oh heck oh, yeah! yeah
1: we have to go and close the doors yes yes I close yeah. the
0: doors so that I don't have to see it and they know that's why their door is closed and it's it's Whatever. Like but they know that that's the rule. And if and if they can't keep that part of the bargain going, because they agreed to this, we had a conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm like, every time I see your room, it gives me a lot of anxiety. Da-da-da-da-da. We agreed that this was a path. And once I explained to them why they needed that path for safety reasons, they were okay with it. And that's how we roll right now. Mm-hmm. And it's working for us right now. It's been working for us for a year and a half. Is it going to change over time? Probably. Yeah. But right now
1: it's working. Some other things that you might want to consider letting go of uh, the policing of homework problems. And Mm -hmm. if you're seeing that your kids aren't putting their quote unquote best effort onto homework, let that go. Let it go. It is only going to create a fight. And you know what? The teacher, if they feel like it's not your kid's best effort, they are going to bring it up with your child so that you don't have to get into that argument. And trust me, it'll mean more from the teacher than from it'll you 90% so of the much time. More. Um, another thing is like their interactions with their friends. So if you're over at someone's house and you feel like your child may be being too bossy, but the other friend looks fine, I wouldn't insert yourself in that interaction. I would let the kids figure it out themselves because... Your child is going to experience pushback from their friend because mm-hmm. of the bossiness or any behavior that they're exhibiting. And that is going to mean more to them, like in the long run, learning that lesson and knowing how to interact with friends than you kind of telling them that. Exactly. Exactly. So, those are some great things to let go of. If you are stressing out about a lot of those things right now, let it go. Let it go. Let it go. So, so what are the three different ways of parenting? Tell us, like, which one
0: do you think that you related to best? And which one do you think you would like to strive for or, or more than one? Mm-hmm.
1: So our first one was... I want it that way, which, you know what, is pretty already like seen a lot in parenting. Yeah. Yeah. That's where like
0: you're you're inserting your plan because this is what you think is going to be best for everybody.
1: And you may get a lot of pushback right now yeah. because of that. Then you have come together. Come together, which is like engaging everybody, making sure that everyone's needs are met or at least everyone's needs are considered. Yeah. And, um, are and, and are heard and are yeah. coming to a mutually agreeable solution.
0: Right. And then our last one. Let, let it, it go. go.
1: Let it go. Let it go.
3: We
0: realize that this one is scary. We realize it. But, you know, again, try it maybe with something small, something mm-hmm. that, that you're willing to try small. And I guarantee once you see it have some positive, it, it's going to be a lot easier to do going forward.
1: Yes. So, So until next time, remember, the best mom is a happy mom. Take care of you. We'll talk to you later. Thanks so much for stopping by.
0: I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood.